0: We are discussing a show based loosely off Mary Shelley's 1818 novel published New Year's 205 years ago, Frankenstein. The name of the show is Creature or Yarotelen if you prefer the Turkish title. It was released on Netflix in late October. The pilot is titled Heal Him. Welcome to today's episode. Now... Having never read Frankenstein, I do know one thing, that the name of the monster was actually Creature, right? Yeah, well, yeah. And it was referred to, to it. as Creature. Yes. So the title is actually more accurate here than if it had been called like The Monster or The monsters or something like that.
1: But you never read it? No, I never read it. I had to do a book report for it back in uh, eighth grade. Eighth and grade. then I also had to do War of the Worlds. And those were the two books I only read. So you stuck to like
0: sci-fi, old type sci-fi classic novels. Classics, yes. And then what did you think of it?
1: I, I actually liked Frankenstein. The teacher pulled me over and said, look, this story might be a little dry. You might want to choose something else, but reading it, I thought I found it pretty interesting. Don't me. you love it when a teacher tells you straight up as a kid and they're like, yeah, this is kind of a boring book, here you go. Maybe that was the reason why I liked it so much. I was going into it expecting to really just get this dry read, but actually- Is it short? Uh, no, I think it's like 200 to 300 pages, if I remember correctly. Okay, I also, and, my and the pacing, updated. pacing good? Pacing, I, I thought was good. Yeah, it was a little slow, but once you actually learn more about the monster, you start to feel bad for it. In fact, I think that that's really the main thing about Frankenstein that so many people like. It's really kind of a uh, like explanation on like humanity and how we treat things that we don't really understand.
0: I do remember that you went to go see those like movies that came out several years ago, in like tw- a decade ago actually.
1: Yes. Yeah, so in 2013, I went to go see a play that was filmed in 2011 starring Johnny Lee Miller and uh, Benedict Cumberpatch, like a Sherlockian Frankenstein. Wait, did you just call him-
0: Cumberpatch, like a sour patch. No, i kid meant
1: at Cumberpatch. It was actually uh, directed by Danny Boyle, who did Train Spotting and Slumdog Millionaire. So that's where the Johnny Lee Miller connection comes into. And it
0: wasn't a direct translation. I would assume it was more. Uh, no, it, it was, was it
1: was what? it was a play where uh, depending on which night you went to go see it, the two characters, uh, the both the actors would switch roles. So one would play Victor Frankenstein and one would play the monster. Frankenstein's and monster. The yeah. night that I saw it was Bandy Cumberpatch playing the monster because, I, and I liked seeing that because I th- thought that Bandit Cumberpatch kind of always played the science, scientist role, so I was glad to see him in something different.
0: If you were to uh, consolidate the plot in like less than two sentences, other than just stating um, this is about a crazy scientist who decides to resurrect a dead body, um, what else goes on?
1: In what else story? goes on? Is, I mean, why
0: why are you feeling bad for the monster throughout the story?
1: Because you see how people treat him. In fact, there's a very famous part in the book where he went, He like starts to live with a blind man, and the blind man starts to treat him very nicely because he doesn't. He's not I would able to see. Assume not just starts to, but just does. Yes. In general. And then and then his family comes to visit him, and then they see the monster, and they're like, "Oh my God, this guy is this guy's crazy, so, it's disgusting." So yeah. Is
0: the book mostly about just from the point of the view of the monster, or does the doc take up any time whatsoever. Do they do backflashes, flashbacks of how he became that
1: doctor? I don't think that they do backflashes, but he is getting married through the book. From From what I've seen
0: just in television and movies of the past, I've always thought of Dr. Frankenstein as like a middle-aged dude. I was surprised <laughs> to find out that he was actually like at, at oldest in his late 30s in the books. Yes. Um, and, and his motive has always seemed sort of deranged. He was blinded by his desire for knowledge. He had this ambition to
1: conquer nature. Well, you have to remember, this book was made back in 1818. So late 30s isn't what we think of late 30s and it was as actually, now.
0: I think it was made a couple of years before that. Like she, Mary Shelley, made it when she was 18 she years old. She made it when
1: she was 18. She finished it when she was 19. I think it was published when she was 21.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Okay. <laughs> good for her. Point is the Dr. Frankenstein that we see in the books or in that, in my mental image of what that is, is not the one that we get in this series here. In fact, obviously they're not named Frankenstein. They, they all have Turkish names, which got a little, uh, you, you have to get used to that. I did not watch the dub version of this and I don't, um, recommend anybody ever watches the dub version <laughs> of a foreign uh, Netflix production? I remember I started Dark, and and those voices alone just got me immediately
1: to turn. I it think over to I the think Jordan. the most infamous worst dub voices is Squid Game. So yes, you watch the what the people were actually. Really, saying. did you watch it in Squid is Squid Game? No, in, no, in but it, it became a meme at how bad the, that dub version was.
0: I have no problem with people making money doing dubbed adaptations. If that's the only way that if you don't know how to read, I guess that's <laughs> what you're stuck with but like yeah the the original voices work fine you just have to spend the time uh turning on those subtitles and uh let's get into this 35 minute pilot called heal him and what do you know about it anything
1: uh not that much all right so let me
0: tell you about it zia that's the main character it's his quest to procure the book of resurrection now recently i've seen evil dead rise and that has the book of the dead And so I could not help but make that comparison when this guy was constantly trying to search for this. But at the same time, the the pacing on this, it, it gets a lot done in the first episode. It doesn't feel rushed, but it was able to hold my attention. What we witness here is the doctor. He's having a fever dream. So um, I'll, I'll describe the intro scene in a second. But th- throughout the episode, we're getting his memories. It's not just happening um, in in time, yes. it's, if, that, if that makes sense. Um, so so his memories guide the episode. It's like Slumdog Millionaire or Oppenheimer, where it's only his intense experiences from his past, which we're seeing. We see him grow up with his first love, a CA. She's kind of raised as a stepchild um, because her mom died. And so the family adopts her. We see him uh, learning from his father, who is a village doctor, a very Um, respected village doctor. He amputates a man's leg, so obviously that's a visceral memory for him. Um, He visits a leper colony. We see him living through a cholera outbreak that leads to his mother's death, and then we see him moving to Istanbul as a young man to get his education, but also by this point to try to retrieve the book of resurrection, but only to get swindled and duped and robbed uh, in his first day there, lose all his money, and he has to break into the school where he sees sort of a madman uh dancing with a skeleton and that's mad the guy man,
1: like an actual skeleton or, or one of those things well it's a medical hospital
0: use. so he's like that guy is also broken in but he's gotten into the building and he's just hanging out with the skeleton and he's it doesn't matter that's the very end of the episode he's the one who actually has the book of resurrection and so in the next episode i would presume uh zia or zia um, is able to make some sort of contact so with this
1: guy. So you don't actually see the monster in the first episode. It's we, all about this book. We absolutely do see the monster.
0: However, he's he's in a big cloak, and we only see him for the first like three minutes. So in the first five minutes, we get this very snowy landscape. Um, these this captain and his crew are in the mountains, the snowy mountains, and uh, they're treasure hunters. They're have you ever seen those people who use like the Tennis rocket tennis rackets as like their shoes for like snow boots. No. Okay, well that, that's like an old timey type thing, but like yeah, they have the old ta- type snow boots and they're trudging through the snow. It's uh, nighttime. They're in the forest and this uh, big guy with uh, Zia um, comes in and drops Zia onto the snow and says, "Heal
1: him," and that's the monster.
0: And then the monster goes scurrying up into the woods. And oh, these guys... So,
1: okay, so the monster is bringing... This seems like it would be the end of the book. Because I'm just going to spoil the end of the book. What, what happens is, is that the monster decides to commit suicide once he learns that Victor Frankenstein is dead. But here it seems like they're almost twisting that where the monster is trying to get him help before he dies. Yes, and it doesn't
0: seem like Zia is going to die. Because even though they're a military group or treasure hunters, they do seem to have some idea of how to heal this guy they take him he's very feverish they start like rubbing snow on him they kind of do what you'd see in an er episode where they rush him into a tent and then everybody sticks their hands on him and they're just rubbing him down with snow because they know that they have to just cool his temperature despite the fact that it's like negative whatever degrees yeah, outside I- so that's the first few minutes but then it's where uh, zia starts talking in his sleep that we get the back flashes um, that continually happen and and we learn more about his life. And what I really like is that we, instead of with the Dr. Frankenstein, where he comes across um, a little insensitive to humanity, like all he cares about is wanting to be the best, the smartest. He wants to, again, conquer nature. It's really easy to root for Zia because his inherent desire is not just to bring something back to life, it's to help humanity. He has a respect for nature that the other version of Frankenstein in my head did not.
1: That is that is very different from the bad patch Cumberpatch uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, because I think that guy Fra- was pretty narcissistic. Victor Frankenstein, yeah, he was just always trying to be the best. He didn't have a moral compass to him. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Th-
0: that's more like Dr. Thackeray from The Nick. And I will compare the two shows because they do have a heavy emphasis on medicine, which was cool to see from a Turkish production, which I've never seen any Turkish production before. <laughs> but uh, but but in the first scene, again, we see him rushed into like an ER type tent. It, they also tackle cholera in this episode. Um, they also tackle leprosy and gangrene uh, or gangrene. Um and, and then also the fever. But the cool thing about the cholera outbreak was you see earlier on his mom takes a swig of water because they're at this like picnic type thing. And this one guy is just giving out water. Well, the water is tainted. And so that bacteria ends up getting all across the town. Everybody's getting sick and cholera can kill you in less than a day. That is something I learned from this episode. <laughs> um, and, and the the way that people could try to get over it is they have to stay hydrated, which seems crazy like it's defeating the purpose because they get it from ingesting something that is infected but what happens is it dehydrates you so quickly because you're throwing up and getting sick and you can't keep things down so it's like a
1: worse version of food poisoning yes
0: yes it is because
1: it's just like with e
0: coli or any other uh, bacteria that like ends up taking over your body it'll it'll kill you from the inside out Mm -hmm. and and so what the mom ends up doing uh, what or actually what um his dad zia's dad and him They start, like, trying to take control of the town before they know the mom is sick by telling them to boil their water, which will de-infect it or or at least kill off any germs that that would be hanging out there. They actually know quite a lot for whenever this takes place. But uh, they're they're saying you have to stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. Even so, most of the town is lost. Like, everybody loses at least one loved one. There's a scene quite soon afterwards where you're seeing a graveyard where people aren't even allowed to bury them, but then they break across the mill anyway and they, and
1: they wow, go in that there. Wow, this seems depressing. It's
0: very depressing, but at the same time, there's a love story going on where, again, he loves uh, Asiya and um, the mom's last words are like, you two should be together. And it's just all kind of pushing you towards seeing Zia's point of view, which is that he understands nature is a cycle. Where like things die, things rot, but then what comes out is new life. But with humans, once they die, they're dead forever. There's no new life coming from that. Right. And so he feels like it's his responsibility to move medicine forward. You know, he wants to expand it. He wants to look also at the stuff that's been kind of shoo uh, shooed by Western medicine,
1: like, like, like Eastern what?
0: Eastern medicine. That's where he comes. Cross the the, wanting to find the book of the uh, resurrection or Mm -hmm. whatever, because he knows that there's like mystics and soothsayers who have uh, long been kind of dismissed, um, but who at one time were highly respected as well. So he's saying, why can we not do this as well? And his dad is like, I'm the best doctor around. And he is. Like yes. that's why I like that they don't make him hate his dad, but at the same time see his dad as like a dying art.
1: So as a quick question, playing Frankenstein aside, say you didn't know that this was a show based on that, and I saw the first two minutes where they say that in the titles as well. But it, it seems like you're just saying you like the first episode, anyways, despite the fact that it doesn't seem like there's that much actual Frankenstein uh, elements, at least from the book, going on.
0: I, I guess so. Again, I didn't read the book, so I'm not there trying to. Well, like, what I'm saying is that like, you scene, like scene, but the monster is not there so if someone comes in there expecting to see a bloody gory mess with a monster that's not really frankenstein the book and it's not really frankenstein this show Mm -hmm. so um so, so that way you would be disappointed sure like I said before, though, the creature, as they put it, because they don't know what that is. So they're not he has to tell them within the first few minutes. He's like, uh, that's a dead body that I resurrected. That's yes. like the f- one coherent thought he has before he passes. out. So,
1: you know, for sure that he's found the book of resurrection from the very beginning of yes. the story where
0: we leave it in the backflashes, he is still at medical school. He hasn't even taken his first class. He's writing a letter to his love. Um, uh, to, to Acia, and then he's also meeting this guy, this madman, but like in the future, he's definitely already, obviously, brought this guy back to life, okay. and I don't know how many years have gone by since he still looks pretty young, but like I said before, he's only in his late 30s in the book, right? Yes. By the yeah. time that he perishes, so I don't know if they're going to have him perish here, but it seems like it's 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 almost got an optimistic note to it, where I would be a little surprised in this miniseries if they just kill him off. I don't think it's a straight up, it's a loose based adaptation. The the, the uh, treasure hunters, I don't know what they're looking for either. They may be looking for the book. They may be looking for something else in these snowy mountains. But what they find, um, you know what they might be looking for? They might be looking for the monster. Maybe, maybe they've been given... <laughs> Because they are army people, so maybe they were uh, sent out to kill it. So they were looking for the monster. The monster showed nah, up. Yeah,
1: maybe, maybe, maybe okay. I'm because all... if they saw the monster, I feel like they they
0: would were just debating kill him. whether or not it was a jinn, which means that they're Muslim because that's more of a a, a spirit in in that sense. Yeah.
1: Right. Okay. So, so over. So like, what were the pros and cons? What What do you think worked? What What did not?
0: Well, like I said, it's easy to root for the main character, which is always nice. The decor, um, the art uh, form. Like, I stayed through the credits because it was so short of an episode, and I found out some interesting things. For For instance, this, stylistically, they had a huge art team, which showed because of the costuming and and everything. But they also had a horse, dog, mouse, wolf, dog trainer. Like. All different separate trainers. Yeah, you
1: have to have trainers on set whenever you have any but type of animal. But for a wolf dog
0: trainer, like what What would your...
1: <laughs> how do you become a wolf dog trainer?
0: Um, they also had a calligraphy consultant. Um, they also had uh, just a ton of like harp, orchestra, bassoon um, uh, music in the background. Uh, no anachronistic um, pop music like in Dickinson. <laughs> it reminded me the the dreariness and the setting of it. Uh, great Expectations when, yes. we, when we did that. Um, But that was set in 1812 and 18 to 1840. And the real like, I don't know if I would call it con because it's I, I don't really have a con with the plot. But I do have an issue with the time period slash setting, I cannot lock it down. And I tried so hard, I will show you how much I tried. So the book itself takes place in 1700s so yes. i looked that up yeah all right and i know that wherever this takes place it's the turkey is still part of the ottoman empire okay because they're still using ottoman yes absolutely boats.
1: no absolutely yeah
0: so i'm thinking like we're in the 19th century, probably late 19th century. But then there are reasons to believe that that's not the case. It could be earlier because you have these zoetropes. You know what those are? Um, yes. Uh, or dead alums. Um, uh, they're the slots with images that spin really fast. And then you can see like
1: moving they images. They show that in the teaser trailer yes. for this
0: those, those have existed since 1833. That was an 1833 mm-hmm. invention. Um, and he's playing with that as a kid and then uh, rail transport in Turkey only began to start and we see him going by train into Istanbul um, in 1856. And then um, the song that they use, Serenade for e, Strings in E Major, um, existed in 1885. Now, I'm not sure if they, they could have obviously used a different song for so, the time period. So,
1: so what's your best guess? Well, well no, 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 I'm not even You're close not, yet. You're not even done so yet, okay. col-
0: Not even close. So cholera outbreaks, they took all over the 19th century. So that could be anywhere in the 1800s. But carriages themselves were phased out. Probably towards the turn of the century. I mean, cars became a big deal um, in the early 1900s. Yes. Um, and then you had the 19th century electric light. So he's in Istanbul for his education. And I looked it up. And the only time that they started getting street lamps that were electric, 1914
1: wait that the, completely throws yeah, it off you've been saying you've been saying this whole time 19th century so that's just at least you to believe sometime in the, that, the only way
0: that could possibly they could possibly have had street lamps is is if it was in the 1900s however i think what happened is that they were like well he's going to have to use electricity to resuscitate this monster mm-hmm. right let's try to play into that so maybe that's just an offshoot right but then the imperial school of medicine um which he attends that that name that school merged in 1909 to become just a different type of medical school it had a different name so it p- couldn't possibly be past 1909 but then they call it Istanbul Istanbul wasn't called Istanbul at the time it was Constantinople obviously so that started in 1930 though that's when that
1: name changed Wait so you're saying that's 1930 now So I'm <laughs> saying that they must have
0: informally They must have informally been calling it Istanbul at the time for uh, 50 some years. Because it really does seem like the show wants to say that it was in the late 19th century. But there are just the Istanbul fact and the electric lights make it impossible that it couldn't be after the 1900s. But they're all wearing fezes. Do you know what fezes are? Yeah, the hats. Did you know that they're actually illegal in Turkey? They became illegal in 1925. Five years before it was called Istanbul, everybody's wearing them in the show, so they poss it couldn't possibly be be before 1925. My point is, there's been a mistake. <laughs> that someone, so, so- someone didn't stay accurate. The only the main two things are the fact that they continually call it Istanbul, and then also um the street lamps are are around there. I think if they get rid of those two things, they would be fairly set in the 1880s even or though
1: they had all those people working on the show with all the trainers and, and uh and yeah. everything they weren't able to get the time period or maybe they just like, assumed right? like
0: no one would really look into it and the people would suspend their disbelief which they should because other than that the show is pretty good you you will get that ooh factor when um you're thinking about how close he was with who's sort of his sister mm-hmm. at this point because they met each other when they were like seven years old and then they were raised in the same house
1: and then they became lovers like that just i seems, was wondering but, i mean how this is, is back in the 1800s be. well i was wondering how that was going to be because in the teaser trailer it shows them kissing and then it shows i think what you're talking about the zoe tra- uh was it zoe tropes or Zoe's machines zoe tropes yeah zoe tropes he actually and, makes one at one point yeah well and i think that, that in the teaser one is the one that he, they show which one he makes and he's right next to her the whole time so i was wondering how they were going to explore that romance angle because you need it in a show that's talking about friendship. it's also nice that
0: they don't have the scrooge thing where he screws up that love Uh interest early on and we're watching their breakup really when he goes to off to for his education they're still tight like he's still going to write her It, it seems like their relationship is stable so they're subverting your expectations there and they're subverting your expectations where he doesn't hate his parents. There's no like huge uh, squabble between the two of them, and it just makes it seem like you can you can have a main character that doesn't have as many issues, but clearly is still being, like going down the wrong path. Because, like, he, he shouldn't want the book of resuscitation. Like, it's not going to do him any favors. It's obviously going to lead to trouble. But, like, he's still going to go so for it So what would you give the show out I'm of I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. Seven if I had half. more time to watch it, I would watch the rest of the, the other seven episodes. But I don't, so I, I can't.
1: <laughs> uh, Netflix has continually been testing Turkish series the past few years, and this is exactly what they're doing here because you've had the Taylor, then Shamaran, and the Club. Those are three Turkish series that have done really well on Netflix, and so uh, and that's the reason why they decided to make it. very well show. in their in their own uh, countries. I or think very just well in terms, view- or- I think I think in terms viewership wise, just kind of across the board. They've I don't been know successful. in the U.S. that many people who have recommended it. The re- well, I say this because they did shoot in Istanbul, and did you know? that uh, it was actually the second largest city in the country in which they shot but Istanbul over the years has had so many structural changes that it's become a global media capital in fact this joins the likes of a lot of different movies Murder on the Orient Express 1974 and 2017 The Equalizer 2 The Night Manager Skyfall The World Is Not Enough Tyrant Downsizing Argo that's uh, those were all shot in Istanbul and it seems like I know that you were saying that Netflix was trying to go into Africa when we did the Brave Ones uh, when they were trying to shoot Nigeria. there but It just seems like they're trying to go global at this point because, again, it seems like they're really trying to push Turkish I don't know with with Erdogan and his
0: government uh, whether or not that's going to continue or if it has continued over the last year or so, but, I mean... Let's hope.
1: Yeah, I guess. And this show has gotten mixed reviews, or it seems like wherever you wherever you go for reviews, it, it seems to vary. Because as a 6.9 on IMDb, it doesn't have a tomato meter yet. But the Cider said skip it. And then the Midgard Times said everything Wait, is Why over- did they say run. skip it, though? They said that it, it was overwrought and disjointed. And I'm a little surprised to hear you say that you like the pacing for the show, because even places that have liked it, such as like Common Sense Media, uh, which gave it three out of five stars, said that the pacing is kind of slow. For all Slow. the episodes,
0: yeah. Again, the first episode's thirty-five minutes, so how much can you really complain about? If they had tried to put in his full backstory in the set in like seventy minutes, I probably would have gotten a little bored. Um, But that's why I thought the second episode was going to concentrate and then uh, he'd wake up by like the third episode and then we'd see like a monster
1: type thing. So it might get worse if they just try to linger on his backflashes for too long. But the main character, Zia, he's actually a rising star in Turkey, it seems like, because he was in the uh, Turkish adaptation of the OC, uh, the Fox show back in like 2001. And then he got critical acclaim for his role, I think, in 2018 for a show called The Miracle. And then also he was in a different uh, Netflix series called The Protector which was a, uh, another Turkish series. So it does just seem like that's the main reason why this show was made. They're trying to really push Turkish TV on Netflix.
0: I I, I mean, I think they could have done it way worse had they, uh, because there's not a lot of other Frankenstein... Um, uh based stories right now right no
1: i and i agree with you because the frankenstein story and characters has taken a shift recently i feel like in at least western media to for a younger audience if you think about it you had movies like frankenweenie monster high hotel transylvania igor even the abc series once upon a time uh, had victor frankenstein as one of the characters so it seems like they're actually trying to take it back to its original roots
0: okay frankenstein or frankenstein's monster it, it was funny because i read in 1899 it already started to confuse or conflate the two like the,
1: the blur
0: the line had yes. become blurred yes. so that
1: happened very early on in the, in the story people who haven't read the books always think that frankenstein is the monster
0: they also <laughs> think that the original title to the book is only called frankenstein when it's like frankenstein or the something of prometheus mm-hmm. or something like that yeah oh i, I also read that mary shelley her her mom passed away in childbirth. And the two main characters, when you have Asiya and Zia, their moms passed away fairly early in both their lives. Yes. So it seemed like maybe that was also drawing inspiration or homage to, to that storyline. And maybe that's part of the reason why. Like, obviously, if he could perfect his resurrection, I would assume he would want to do that for everybody. And then we would have had world overpopulation a long time ago.
1: <laughs> With Eason, have you did you meet a character named uh, Eason, Eason? I think is is the monster, but I'd, I'm not sure. Well, he okay. So yeah, it's, it's played by a dual role. He's the monster. He's also Zia's mentor in the show, uh, and it's played by maybe he's Irukan the crazy Koke guy, Ka- maybe he's the mad lad, the guy, guy.
0: who was is... the strange, 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 quirky guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, that's. Oh, about... oh, oh,
0: sorry. Last thing. Last thing yes. before we we'll end it. So the strange quirky guy, he opens the book of the dead i want to say that uh, the, the book of resurrection at the very end yes and then he like signals to his dog and his dog he's named darwin like as in darwin, darwin. Yeah, darwin. Yeah, um but then at the very end in the in the credits it says uh ginger as darwin <laughs> so the name <laughs> so of the, the, name I, of I like the dog. All right. ginger. thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one bye
1: bye